This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of the podcast where I'm joined by Ant McGinley, who is a podcasting expert, and he's talking about how to get started if you want to do a podcast for your pet business. So Ant shares so much helpful information in this episode, like it's just unreal. I think it might be one of the longest episodes I've ever recorded, but there's loads of really valuable information in here. And we cover how long a podcast episode needs to be, the different kinds, whether you go solo or interview or have a mix, what you need to get started or how you can get started with very little, actually. Um, You don't need that much to get started. Um, the different elements of your podcast and how a podcast can help you in your pet business, how it's going to actually turn into what you want to achieve, whether that's raising your profile, whether it's making more sales, um, how it can transform your pet business and also why podcasting is so powerful as well. So lots to go through in this episode. I hope you found it helpful. Um, Ant shares loads of really helpful information um, and if it inspires you to start a podcast, do please let me know. Um, I wanted to record this to make you understand how actually it is quite easy to start a podcast. As you'll know, I'm not very techie myself, but I've managed to do it. And if podcasting is on the list of things that you want to do in your pet business, I hope this helps you make a start. So now over to Anne and for the main part of the show. So Ant, thank you so much for coming and joining me on the show. I'm so excited to have you here. It's lovely to be here and uh, having sort of been there at the, well, not the very beginning, but near the beginning. It's really nice to sort of now be um, inside it, if you will. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So just as a little bit of background, and I will get Ant to talk about what he does first uh, in a moment, but um, just as a little bit of background to what Ant was referring to there, um, when I first decided I wanted to do a podcast, I applied for Janet Murray's um, podcasting prize um, a couple of years, coming up to a couple of years ago now, mm. and I was lucky enough to win it. And one of the things that I had was some coaching with Ant um, to help me get my podcast started. But the other thing that happened was I was given my prize at Janet's massive Build Your Online Audience event. I went on stage with Ant, and I'll put the picture in the blog post that goes with the, goes with this episode. But Ant basically presented me with the podcasting mic and my prize, and everybody thought that he proposed. So Ant's been here for me right at the beginning. He threw me into podcasting um, spectacularly. And it's, yeah, it's really great to have you here. So thank yeah. you for all your support as well. It's been incredible. Right. So it's, it's great to see not only that you actually followed through and got it going, but you're still going because so many people uh, hit the wall and stop after only seven or eight episodes. So you're officially a Podfade survivor. Um, so so well done to you. And yes, that was that was a great moment. And I, I was just trying to make the presentation of the microphone very grand. Uh, for, for those that still think I proposed, um, they obviously think I, I earn a lot more money than I do because that was a big box to have a ring in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so funny. My auntie Carol got so excited and she was like, what's happened to you and Tommy? Who's this man who's proposing to you? So it was Fighting them off. <laughs> definitely a talker, wasn't it? So, Ant, tell us a little bit about you and your background. Uh, so I am known for making podcasts my background is for the last few years has been solely in podcasting and 
uh, before that in radio and always around entertainment and that side of things. Uh, I actually studied psychology and it was while I was studying that I had the chance to do um, student radio. And at the time, it was very difficult to to sort of produce a radio show, to have something that people could, other people could listen to. You had to have, first of all, a license to broadcast. You had to have very expensive equipment. You had to have a studio. You had to have uh, various licenses for the music. And then when you had all that, you were then competing against all the other people that wanted to be on the station at the same time. And once you got on and got your slot, you only maybe had a couple of hours a week to do your thing. And within that, you still then had to do things that were dictated to you um, by the station. You had to play some of the music they dictated, you had to play their adverts, their news. And so you were very limited to the sorts of things that you could do. Yet, it was a wonderful opportunity and it really uh, gave me a platform to move forward. Um, and by the time I finished my degree, I realized that not only did I have a degree in psychology, I effectively had one in radio and media and broadcasting and uh, that opened some doors for me within about a year of graduating. I was working at Radio One. And then a couple of years after that, I, I moved out of production, which is where I was moving towards. Took a job as a presenter, worked on numerous different stations across the country, and then uh, took the opportunity to work as a, as a DJ and kind of like a blue coat on a cruise ship and did that for three years around the world, which is an amazing experience. Did a radio and TV show on board and then lots of, deck coits and shuffleboard as well and then i came back and at that point uh podcasting had started to really mature so i'd actually made my first podcast in 2005 and then put it on hold because i got my dream job doing a breakfast radio show and sort of fast forward six seven years later when i came back from working at sea uh, podcasting was suddenly, I could see was growing. It definitely matured in America and I could see it happening here as well. And so I kind of went all in and have been making podcasts ever since. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry. I need to, I'm just imagining you on the cruise ship as a blue coat. That's just so funny. And what an absolutely fantastic journey that you've had as well from, yeah, from starting out on, on student radio to be where you are and all of that experience and working at Radio One, that must have been really awesome. And it's also good to chat to you from a kind of journalist point of view as well. And I've obviously, I've always worked in printed media and I've been a writer, but I guess um, going back to like, you know, 1999 when I started out, the only way you could publish would be to in a, be in a newspaper. And now, yes. like, I guess there's a lot of parallels with writing and, and the audio world, isn't there? Because now we can all have our own show, can't we? Which is just incredible. And yeah, it's yeah, just there's, there's, a brilliant time. Some, yeah. And, and also the big thing that's changed as well is you'll know yourself. You would have had to have a journalist qualification um, to actually be able to be a reporter and do those kind of things. You would have had to have gone and learned shorthand and all those other things, but at least studied um, anywhere but around six months to a year these courses are uh, whereas now how many times do you switch on the tv or you listen to the radio and the guest is not a journalist it's somebody who has a podcast or a, they're a youtuber or an influencer all that has changed as well yeah I say this a lot and um, but we are I love like Marcus Sheridan I've done loads of you know I've 
like absolutely devoured his stuff and we are all publishers aren't we and we are all we all have our own magazine tv radio station however you want to look at it and it's I just think it's such an exciting time to have a small business and to be able to have that and then we've got social media as well it's just it's just fantastic isn't it the power that we have to do these things so we're here today to talk about podcasts aren't we um so I guess my first question for you would be, why start a podcast? And that's for somebody who was really scared of starting one, um, but kind of did it anyway. But why start a podcast in the first place? Uh, well, the, the the first reason I would say to that is because you want to. You know, if, if you want to do one, it's it's never been easier to do it. There's never been more opportunities. There's never been more tools. There's never been uh, more qualified people out there to, to to educate you and guide you on your way there's never been more inspiration and it's it's a wonderful environment not just in terms of being able to express yourself but as a community uh people that are podcasters are a wonderful group of people i often joke that it's a little bit like being in the masons and that <laughs> you just some, somebody finds out that you're a podcaster and they will invite you in and they will give you food and board and they will uh look after you i mean maybe not to that extent but there, <laughs> there's a wonderful camaraderie amongst podcasting and it's just it's a it's a wonderful opportunity that's there if you want to take it because you can literally from listening to this now in a few hours time have your own uh, podcast episode made and published it, it can be done that quickly and that's that that's the wonderful thing about it is all those things we talked about at the beginning there's no but none of these barriers exist anymore all you need to have is is something to record on and a connection to the internet that's it yeah yeah it's it is fascinating isn't it and i'm just laughing when you were saying about the community because um after after I won the coaching with you and had there was the event wasn't there with Janet but I also went to your event which was Pods Up North back in yes 2019 it was wasn't it and yeah, I remember, when we could have events <laughs> yeah it was amazing we could all be in the same room and there was oh it was just it was fabulous and I remember going in there and I didn't have a podcast and one of the things that we had was we had like lanyards didn't we with my podcast is and I was like my podcast is not ready yet but I went in there and I chatted to people and met some really brilliant, really friendly people who had, like, some people have been going for years, some people were just starting out like me. And you're right about the community and the camaraderie and the support that's out there. Um, and it's kind of quite different to what I found in journalism, where it's a lot more competitive. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not so much, you know, if you meet another journalist on your patch, they're going to be more like a rival, whereas a podcaster is like, oh, okay, have you tried this? Or do you know so-and-so? Um, and yeah, it's a lot more of a friendlier space, yeah. isn't it? And I think I think it's because it's it's less limited. And that's the thing where is if you meet, you just use that term, your patch. I've never really heard that in in podcasting quite quite that way because nobody can be on your patch. They can be in your area, yeah. but that's fine. And so the the... I, I'm sure. Well, I, I, somebody we both know, uh, Bella Vasta. You know, she, you know, she, she, she does. Uh, uh, she's involved in pets, and she has a podcast, and 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 yet I know that you've done stuff together, and she's been on your show, and you've been on her show, and there's no competition there. You're supporting each other. You're kind of building each other up because actually there's a huge audience. She appeals to a different group of people. She's in Phoenix, Arizona. You're in in the UK. You know, it's it's a completely different set. Whereas 
if you bump into another journalist, at some point you may find yourself going for that same job at that same radio station or the same newspaper. And so there's that competition. And like I said at, at the beginning about my journey, there's only that limited shelf space. The beauty of the the podcasting the nature of podcasting is you can have as much airtime as you want to have as you can allow yourself to have as, as you can give yourself there's nobody else telling you you can't and just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean that you can't do it you know mm-hmm. even if somebody else is doing exactly the same thing you can still go and make it yeah yeah it's um it's great because and also that i mean there's quite a lot of pet business podcasts in my space so to speak but people get different things from the different podcasts and i've been on bella's podcast i've been on dominic's podcast there's a few of us and we've been on each other's shows and vice versa Um, and you're right because other people people do things in different ways and what a client who might work with with bella may may not want what I want or you know vice versa so it isn't you know that I think there's space for for everybody really um I wanted to ask you as well so we talked about like why start a podcast in the first place but what I'd love to kind of explore with you a little bit more is about how a podcast can help you as a small business owner and how it can help you so I know people might think okay I'll start a podcast and I might get paid or sponsorship and that kind of thing but I think what's what I'd really like to get across is how a podcast can help your business and help your business grow and and make sales and and all of those different things so how does it work well i I think the the wonderful thing about it is is it gets you across in terms of your personality and your expertise and i'm I'm sure people listening to this will know and will have said if i can get in front of people if i can sit and talk to them for half an hour you know i'll win them over i'll charm them and you know that will give me an opportunity to at least you know, do a trial with them and then maybe whatever the business is, extend it further on once they see how good I am. And just within that sort of basis, you've only got so many hours in the day. You've only got so many times when you can actually sit down and meet people face to face. And a a podcast is a really great opportunity to get across your thoughts, your opinions, your style uh, and your personality. Now you can do that in your website as well, in, in your blogs, maybe in your videos, but it's just a different way of consuming it and it's a different element that comes with it. Also, um, I think given the nature of, of the, the business that we're talking about and the space that we're in right now, one of the big places that people listen to podcasts is while walking dogs. And so that's, you know, that, you know, you're looking at, you know, all sorts of household tasks, walking dogs, uh, driving the car. Uh, I think driving the car is probably still number one, but people, the number one way people listen to podcasts at the minute is still uh, 78% is done on a mobile phone streaming. Mm -hmm. And uh, people have got that when they're with them, they might be working out, but it's still a a significant portion of that is while people are walking their dogs. Uh, And so you've kind of know that they're your kind of people already. So uh, it's something to do, especially if people are taking a longer walk and going out for, you know, two or three hours, um, they've got that opportunity. And I know quite a few people that have a playlist of podcasts that they listen to. Um, and, and the great thing about it is, is it's still very much a solo activity listening to a podcast. We've not quite got to the stages of everyone sat around the radio in the 1910s <laughs> or the 1920s uh, waiting for the goon show to come on and listen together. That doesn't really happen. It's very much a solo pursuit. So it's an opportunity for you to talk one-on-one and uh, people can do it while they're doing other things. Like it's very dangerous and difficult to to watch a video or read a blog while you're driving a car. 
yeah, you know, or, or washing the dishes, those kinds of things. But w- when you're listening to it, you, you can get through that. And and the wonderful thing about podcasting, particularly all the research that comes back, and and I advise you to go and check this out. Um, Edison Research in America do some incredible research, and the amazing thing about this is every year it comes back, and it still blows my mind how impressive this is but when they compare the difference between uh podcasting as a medium to uh tv print and other forms of made of media the recognition the recall and the retention of messages in podcasts is so super high like people can pay a fortune uh to advertise on the super bowl and the, the most they ever get in, in those sort of figures are sort of 15 to 30% in terms of uh, that advertising message. Yet time and time again, when they do this with podcasts, you're finding 80 to 85%, which is an unheard of number, particularly when rather than it being a traditional advert spot, it's the host of the podcast relaying the message. So yeah. it could be you talking about, Oh, I just, you know, was trying out these new doggy treats the other day and they were amazing. And you know not only did i did i like them because they're not sticky in my hands or whatever but my dog really loved them and and because you're giving that message and the way that podcasts are consumed they're still trying to figure out exactly why this happens but a lot of it is because podcasts are still quite niche and when people find them they feel like they own them and they feel like they own you and they'll feel like particularly the people listening now won't feel that about me because it's the first time they've heard me probably but in terms of you you have become a regular part of their day you've become a regular part of their week or month and they have you scheduled in and it might be they stack up a couple of episodes and listen for their big walk on the sunday or maybe uh that they listen at a reset time as soon as the episode comes out but whatever that is they've got that little bit of time with you and, and that fits in and and they do that not just because maybe they come to you at first because you were talking about something they wanted to learn about but over time they've got more and go, oh rachel knows what she's talking about and they grow to like you and they keep coming back and they tell their friends and what you have effectively if, if you want to look at it in a really cynical sort of sales sales way is a lot of hot leads within that yeah yeah i am um, i'm i'm kind of i'm nodding and i'm thinking oh my god it's it's quite mad actually but this happens and Mikey, as you know, my podcast started in March 2020, just as lockdown hit. Um, and I do get messages where people, you know, I obviously promote my podcast a lot, um, but I'll get messages saying, I've just listened to this or, you know, I listen to it on a Sunday or I listen to it whenever. And it's like, still feels a bit mad really, but it's good because you do, I do feel like you do build that connection with people and people feel that they know you. And I share quite a lot of, I probably overshare quite a lot to be fair in this podcast, but I do share quite a lot of me in there. My dog will come in and start like shaking his collar and stuff. And I leave all that in because I think people like it because people feel like they know you, don't they? And, and that's what we want, isn't it? Like, I know when I listen to, I might listen to like Janet Murray or like Amy Porterfield. And by the end of it, I feel like, like, you know, I know Janet, we've obviously worked, I've, she's I've been a client and we've worked together and met several times so like but even before then I felt like I knew her and she I feel like Amy Porter feels like one of my friends because I listen to her so much and it is it's a really different connection to what you might have with somebody off I don't know someone off off a tv show or somebody who writes in a magazine um yeah and you get that you get that strange thing as well where you recognize people not because you see them but because you hear the voice and I've done that a number of times. I've been at an event and I'll hear that voice and I'll turn around and go, Oh my God, that's Rachel. Yeah. And I'll, I'll and, and I'll go and then I'll suddenly think, I have no idea what you look like. 
you know, I, 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 so I, I hear the voice and I know it's you. And so, so you get that strange thing and there's, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful moment when, when that happens, because effectively when we, when we're recording the podcast, oftentimes it's just ourselves on our own in a room and you can try and imagine, you can try and think about it, but you'll never figure out all the different ways that people listen to you and where and how. Uh, one great example is my friend Joe, who hosts the Shiny Bees Knitting Podcast. It's a great podcast, which has been going for about nine years now. She's done it in three different countries. She's been in South Africa. She's been in the UK. She's been in China, moved around with, with her day job, and then made this in the, in, the, in the meantime. And she's built up this wonderful community of people. And the, the people that listen, that have become not just listeners, but also friends now, do jobs that I didn't even know were a thing. She has one listener who... Uh, does a seven-day train, drives a train for seven days across Australia, right? And so she stacks up all the episodes and then listens as she's driving the train across Australia. And it's just, you, you, you can't imagine that somebody's going to do that. And you don't know at which point they do it. So, so somebody could be listening to this podcast now the day it's released. Somebody could be listening to this in four or five years, you know? When, when they're going, oh, there's Rachel off the telly, you know, because your career has <laughs> gone stellar after this. That's how she started. Uh, but you don't, you don't know, and you don't know uh, the, the information, the things that we discuss, how important and relevant that is going to be. And, and in a sense, once you make it and put it out, that it kind of takes a life of its own. Yeah. And it's always really interesting when you meet people to find out not just how they found the podcast which is great for your marketing and those kinds of things but just little things like really important really valuable information is to find out where they listen to it and when they listen to it and also maybe what they do when they're listening to it yeah yeah it's um i sometimes have it where somebody will leave a review on my facebook page or a recommendation and they've or they'll leave a review of the podcast and it's it's just it's just fantastic isn't it um, when you get that because i guess as you were saying you just sit in a room and talk a lot of the time on your own and you think okay I'm putting this out every week but people listen and it's, it's fantastic I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the practicalities of how this might work for my the people who listen to this podcast so a lot of them are a lot of the people who I think the people who I know are looking to produce podcasts at the moment are dog trainers I've got a lady who runs a community called life with pets and she actually sells products but she's a behaviorist and she gives out lots of information does a lot of content marketing about lots of different topics and I guess in like one of the ladies is Zoe she's a local service provider and I think the I love the idea of her having a having her own podcast for like the dog owners of Norfolk to tune into and then with Sarah um, she will have she already creates loads of amazing blog content that gets her found on Google. She's got an award-winning blog. But the idea is with the podcast, she'll be sharing behaviorist advice and then that will lead people to buy a product. So two different businesses. But again, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it works for them. And I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on, on you know, what's, what lies in store for Zoe and Sarah with, with what they're going to be doing. Oh, I mean, what I would say straight away for the best piece of advice I can give for, for something like that is to have both the title of the podcast and each episode as a question or suggest the answer to a question. So, for example, like how to stop your dog barking at the postman yeah. right? or um, how 
you know, how to stop my dog nipping. Yeah. How do I stop my dog? The kind of things that you can look onto Google and you can see what people are searching for all the time. Those are the kinds of things that people are going to search and they're going to start finding your podcast. And, and Google's been slow to the podcast game, but is getting more and more into it now. And they're moving towards what they call Google 360. We're starting to see more and more of it, which is where instead of getting just the list of pages and pages of results, what you're going to get is something like you'll get two videos, two blogs, um, two podcasts, two pictures, all these kind of things. And so they'll give you this this whole thing. So it's not just automatically going to take you to a website or a blog. It's going to give you the option for the kind of way you can go to. And we, we kind of have that a little bit at the, at the beginning where yeah. we can search for images or videos. Um, but this is just, you know, Google as a search engine as it evolving. But also what's going to happen then is, is you're going to find a lot more people that way or people yeah. are going to find you. And they'll listen to it. They'll get the solution from that. And then maybe the next time, you know, they're, they're having a problem, they'll go and see if you've done something about that. And yeah. you know, that, that's, that's a really great, particularly if you've got, um, if you've organized it very well, you could have a whole library of things built up very quickly. Yeah. And, and, and what, what that's going to do is, is rather than sort of necessarily, as, as we've seen with, with blogs as well, how many books have you, have you seen that are bought that are actually it's an ebook and it's just a collection of all the stuff that's already out there as a blog but people pay for it as, a, as an ebook because it's just easier to have it in one place and that's what happens is because people know know you as an expert they start to sort of think of you as that and they'll come to you and they'll, they'll find you for that information and and i think within w- within podcasting and one of the terms you'll hear a lot time and time again is about finding your niche and uh, depending on where you are in the world, uh, you can actually make n- niche and rich rhyme. Niches make riches, <laughs> as I heard. doesn't quite work for me in my accent. Uh, but yeah, it, it's that kind of thing. So instead of trying to please everyone, really focus in on what you're doing. Um, there's a great story of, um, trying to remember the name of the guy now. America, in America, he did a show about iguanas. And I think officially, in terms of like the official iguana ownership of America, there was only about 10,000 people that owned iguanas and he got to the stage where he had 10,000 listeners to his podcast. And so it's like, he kind of effectively had everybody that owned an iguana listen to his show. And one of the things he did was he had to stop making his podcast for a while because he started making his own equipment. He branched out from the podcast uh, and they really struggled to get cages to hold the iguanas because iguanas are quite strong and powerful. And they would, uh, in America, they would tend to just have rabbit cages or cages that were imported cheaply from elsewhere and the material wasn't good enough. So he started making his own and he, and he advertised them on the podcast. Wow. And the result of it was he had to stop doing the podcast because he was getting too many orders. That's <laughs> so amazing. That's a, that's a really great example. And, and you know, that, I'm not saying that's automatically going to happen to, to everybody that does that. But he was just making a podcast for people that owned a specific pet. And you could do that again for a specific breed of dog. I mean, I'm no expert on this. A specific breed of dog, a specific age of dog, a, a, a specific problem of a dog. Yeah. You know, may, may, maybe your podcast is just going to be dogs that bark. Yeah. yeah? And, and that, that's what it's for. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to, there's, there's all these other possibilities which you're going to know more of and think more of. But in terms of what you do and what you're good at, and just going back as well, you said something at the beginning, which which I, I thought was really, I'm not sure if you realized how powerful that was as a statement. You kind of said something about we're all, we're all content makers now. We're all journalists. Yeah. 
and, yeah. and effectively we are because how many of us realized that you know for the last what 10 almost 15 years now we've been publishing a daily newspaper of our life on facebook you yeah. know which is effectively what we've been doing we've been putting pictures on we've been putting uh, text that go with that as well and we've done that without realizing and yet one of the things is when people come to do a podcast they go oh i don't know where i'm going to get all this content from i don't know what i'm going to talk about you how you're doing it every day and you have a huge archive and that's something else as well in terms of a, a great tip for you if you if you're going to start doing a podcast look back at the stuff that you've shared previously like the videos of you going to whether it was crufts or to a little trade fair somewhere those kind of you might have had a little chat with people some ambience all these things can be content for future episodes of your podcast because you've already built it up and it's it's the same way that you know when you're when you're building your website you'll have pictures taken specifically for the website but you'll also include pictures that you took before you even thought of having a website just pictures of you having a great day having a great time you with your dog those kind of things and you can do that same thing with any audio content that you've got, which might be in the form of a video. I'm getting a bit technical now, but that's just a little aside. Yeah, it's really handy to know, actually, because I've repurposed some um, some like Zoom calls and things that I did before I started the podcast and into podcasts because I knew that they were going to, that they'd work well because they'd done well when I did it as a, as, you know, mm-hmm. basically like a webinar. Um, and I've done talks at events as well, where it's been a presentation, but then I've turned it into a podcast at a later date. And because I know that people would, who might want to go and revisit it can then le- listen to it as a podcast it's just another format isn't it um so yeah it's 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 and it's also a lot easier than you think and this is me saying that not Ant, who's the podcasting expert this is me who did not have a clue this time a couple of years ago where to even start so honestly if you're listening and you're thinking of doing a podcast and it sounds re- if you're thinking oh my gosh it sounds really daunting and like a huge thing it's a lot easier um, than you would imagine so Ant, tell us um as an expert rather than me waffling on um tell us about the kind of things um what do you need if you want to put a podcast out? What do you need to get started? What's like the basic thing you need, you need as, to get going? You need as little or as much as you want, as, as you need. Um, there, like I say, if you've got something that you can record on, that like you could literally now, it'd, it'd be a lot more complicated. But if you even had an old style dictaphone, record what you're going to do onto that, give it to somebody else who can convert it and upload it onto the internet and they can do all the work for you. So you could do it as simply as that. So you could, you could even go down the route of having uh, like a full service where somebody even writes a script for you. Somebody ghost writes a blog and you just read that out and they come around and record you and then they do everything else for you. However, you don't need to go down that route and spend all that money unless you're super busy and super rich, in which case, give me a call. Um, <laughs> what, what you can do is it's something as simple as as your phone uh and a tool like anchor means you can do that you can connect to the uh anchor is a free podcast platform it's owned by spotify now uh it's one of the really easy ways of doing it and it is actually it's one of the biggest platforms for uh people uploading podcasts now partly for that reason um so all you need to do is is get an anchor account which is free and you can do everything within that you can do the recording you can do the editing you can do the uploading and a lot of people do that as their first way as a way of trying it out and a way of just getting it out there and launching it and you you don't need to have equipment i mean i'm talking to you on quite a nice microphone here on an arm that comes over my desk that plugs into a a Scarlett 2i2, which is an audio interface that goes into my 
uh, laptop, which I've built specifically for making podcasts on. And then I'm running a piece of expensive software to record my audio on which I can do the editing and all those tweaks and those kind of things. You don't need any of that. You know, you can get all of that and there's lots of to- toys out there and there's more and more as podcasting is becoming a bigger thing. Uh, so the, the problem you're going to find is making a choice, making a decision, which is a great position to be in. Because when I started making my first podcast 15, 16 years ago, there wasn't any podcast specific equipment. You had to find something else and repurpose it. But you can use your phone, you can use your iPad, you can use your earbuds, you know, you, all these things anything that sort of captures sound and, and, and sends it across the internet, you can use it for making a podcast as well. And you can spend a lot of money on it, but also you need to think about how you're going into this and what do you want to do? Because everything that you get, you're going to need to spend some time getting to know it and getting to use it. A microphone is one of the more simpler pieces of equipment. Literally, it's like, how do I switch it on? How do I connect it? And which bit do I talk into? Which is a bit that a lot of people overlook uh time and again and and often people will send me audio and say can you tell me what's wrong here and i'll hear them being very quiet and i'll hear the fan of their laptop very loud and i'll say turn your microphone around because they've just they're talking into the wrong part and the microphone's picking up a different part of the sound um so you can spend anywhere between i mean you can get some really cheap microphones that i wouldn't recommend uh but i anywhere between around 50 pounds for a microphone dedicated microphone uh, that will plug into your computer via USB or be able to use as a, as an XLR, which is the kind of thing that you might use in an event. And uh, that will give you a really good quality. You don't need to have a soundproof room in your house. Uh, You can, uh, the the easiest way around it is basically go to a bedroom or a, a, a lounge with lots of soft furnishings and, and cushions. Those kinds of things really help uh, to sort of minimize the, the, the bounce of the, 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 the sound around the room. Or you can do it really cheap. And I've done this before. I've recorded a voiceover. I sat on a toilet with a duvet over my head in a hotel bathroom. <laughs> and, and that simulates the, the, that kind of studio environment. However, you're very limited in how long you can do that for because it gets very hot very, very quickly. So there are all these hacks and ways that you can do things. But the the thing is, what I would suggest to people, start simple because you can go out and you can spend thousands of thousands of pounds. You go out and buy a Rodecaster Pro, you go out and buy um, top of the end Sennheiser microphone, the headphones, the software, all those kind of things. You can easily spend a couple of grand and you haven't made anything yet. So what I would advise you is just get something really simple, get a free tool for recording and editing. Uh, there's things like Audacity, um, although uh, you might have seen some things in the news about that recently because they've been bought out and there's some questions about how the data is being used on that. But even then you can download an older, older version of the program and that's fine. Um, there's lots of people out there as well. There's a big community of people. There are events that happen all the time online and in real life. And every every day almost, there seems to be a new technique, a new piece of equipment coming out. So I would say just start using something. So start with something as simple as the, the, the voice notes, a voice memo on your phone, uh, or you can download, just look for MP3 recorder in the app store. Look for something like that. There'll be a free one. You can use that and just record on your phone. And that's handy for two reasons. One, it gets you started. It gets you recording some MP3 audio. 
But secondly, it also teaches you how to use that. So if you're out and about and you haven't got all your equipment with you and you meet the rock star of your area, right, you can interview them just on your phone. And it's also very handy to have as a backup, just yeah. in case being able to have that skill. So my first piece of advice to you would be just to record something. Don't even worry about all those bits. If you start recording something and it sounds good and you like what you're doing and you're enjoying the experience, then think about investing into it. And even then, you don't have to invest the thousands of pounds. You can get a great setup for podcasting, uh, brand new for, you know, if, really great setup in terms of equipment, in terms of a microphone, all the other bits that you would need for under two or 300 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, I would say as well, um, I had my, my computer broke last November and I had podcast episodes that I needed to go out and it was in lockdown. It got taken in the Mac store. I got this really bad laptop that I couldn't do anything with uh, that I just bought from Curry's. So I ended up getting the road app on my smartphone, which I think was free oh, or great, just yes. like a fiver or something. And that was amazing. And I plugged in my iPhone headphones and I recorded a few episodes on it and it actually sounded, it just sound, it didn't sound any different. Actually, sounded That's probably brilliant. better than some of the stuff I've done on my laptop because I didn't have the fan going off and things pinging and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah. that was really good. So there's that's an app called Road Reporter, and I really yeah. like it, and I use it. So I I I do a keynote um, presentation, which I've done a couple of times in America and across the UK. So I, I don't know if anybody would have seen that, but I, I call that pod, pod from nothing, where we literally make a podcast from nothing. Um, and I, get, I specifically recruit people in the audience who've never made a podcast and I get them up and I facilitate it and I don't do anything. So I, I get somebody who's never recorded or edited to record and edit the podcast. And I use that app because it's one button. It's one big red button that you press to record and you press it again to stop. It's wonderfully simple. And then once you've done that, you can sync up the audio to Dropbox to your Google Drive through the app itself. So you could send that to an editor or you can send it straight to your host, whether that's Captivate or Libsyn, you can upload it straight to them there as well. So, it, you know, that's a really great mention. Um, there's lots of other ones out there, but as you say, Road Report is great. It's actually designed to go with um, the Rode mics, the little clip-on mics that they have. And there's two versions of it, one for about 50 quid, which is, the, on the lead and then there's a bluetooth version which i've not had a chance to play with which looks great um which um syncs up even over a distance so if you were doing lots of stuff to camera that's a really good option for you as well and i think that retails for about 130 quid as well but i've not tried that one yet but that's something like once i'm able to get out and go to events again it's something i really want to be sort of getting hold of and, and trying and using Definitely. Yeah, I've got, I would quite like one of those as well. So, so yeah, it can be done on a budget. So you don't have to go and get anything really fancy. Um, you just mentioned as well about some of the, um, some of the hosting platforms. So can you tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about the process? So you've got your podcast and you, you want to put it out into the world. Cause I remember I thought, Oh God, do you have to go and like send it off to Apple and send it off to Spotify and all these. And then these hosting platforms are they're just magical, aren't they? So tell us a little bit about the hosting. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like, if you think of it as, as web hosting, so if you know anything about that side of things, and the reason for that is the, the people that kind of invented podcasting, who were people who invented podcasting a year before Apple claimed to have invented it, um, they uh, were basically web designers. And so what you have with, with a web host is... 
you basically have a facility that means um, if a million people come and look at your website at the same time on the same day, you're not going to crash because they've got all this excess bandwidth. They got they can handle that kind of traffic. Whereas you know on, on your home system, your home bandwidth, your own web setup, you probably can't handle that many people. Um, so that allows them then, especially when you're streaming audio, which is a lot more data than just text, it allows them to stream the audio to multiple people all around the world and multiple locations on multiple platforms. And so you have, the, there's a little bit of a crossover between them. So you have um, platforms and hosts and the, the words are kind of interchangeable, but effectively what you need to have a podcast is you need an RSS feed. Mm -hmm. And an RSS feed is something we all know and are familiar with, even if we don't realize that we are. And if you've ever had a phone, a laptop, a PlayStation, um, I'm sure there's other things that do this as well, that when you've switched it on has said, oh, we need to do an update, or we've got some new software, or there's a new game, that is done by an RSS. And literally, it's a little single that pings out, and it says, hello, you got anything new for me? And it comes back and goes, oh, actually, we do. You need to download this. And that's what an RSS does. And what they realized was, is you can send sequential audio that way, which is how podcasting was born. And technically, a podcast can be a video or a document even as well within that format within an RSS. But an RSS is like a phone number. It's like a, a phone number or an email address. It's unique to your show. Once you've got that, uh, then... Where any wherever anybody listens, so you might be listening on Apple Podcasts on your iPhone. I might be listening on Castbox. Somebody else might be listening through Podbean. Um, they all look for the RSS feed. They don't have to go to the one specific place to get it from. They just the RSS feed is like a signpost, and uh, you'll have hosts the likes of Libsyn, Captivate, Audio Boom. Uh, and there's so many of those. Simplecast. Uh, audio boom already said buzzsprout podbean lots and lots of these different hosts out there and they all do variations on the same theme and what that is is they'll host your audio for you and you'll have a budget a little bit like we used to have um well we probably still have to an extent with your data per month for your mobile phone this is how much data you can stream through them um, per month and that starts at about 250 megabytes up to unlimited um, little rule of thumb for you on that because uh, you're like, well, how much do I need? What does that mean? If you work to the rule of thumb, one megabyte is one minute. And that's if you're recording at the iTunes standard as it was 128 kilobytes per second. So if you want to do four episodes a month and your episodes are under an hour, that's going to be under 240 megabytes. So 250 megabytes is enough for you. If you want to do an hour episode every day, you'll need a bigger package when it comes in. Also, what they'll do is, is they'll make it nice and easy for you to distribute to all the different platforms. So to make sure that you're showing up on the, the, the libraries of Spotify, of Amazon and Audible, also across uh, different networks in India and you know, more regional things as they pop up all the time, they'll be across that. They'll also give you access to statistics uh, the, the industry has really sort of all come together and signed up to this thing called the IAB. Uh, they're on the second version of that now. And it just means that the statistics are more and more accurate. Um, they're not as accurate as they should be for data protect, or you think they could be because of data protection and those kinds of reasons. Uh, but they can give you a much more accurate representation of, of not just how many people have listened, 
but where they've listened, for how long they've listened, even at which point they've, they've switched off. And there's lots of other things that they're bringing in. Some of these hosts will also throw it in their package, which will generate a website um, for your podcast and also an embeddable player, which you can pop straight onto your uh, website page. Now, th th this is expanding all the time as a market, and we are now going to see more and more people, if uh, like you mentioned earlier about people leaving you nice comments on Facebook. When you advertise your podcast on Facebook, you put a link to it and it takes them out of Facebook and takes them away. What we're about to start seeing is, is uh, Facebook becoming part of the podcast landscape. So people will be able to listen within Facebook in the same way that you can click on a video, carry on scrolling and it'll keep playing that video. It's not going to take you away. So you're going to be able to listen within Facebook and also leave comments and reviews within Facebook. So that kind of creates that community with it as well. So the the landscape is changing all the time. There's more and more things happening. Um, that I, I mean, I, 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 I'm learning about this every day myself. Yeah. Uh, and there's the stuff that I'm going to be saying now that will be out of date by the time that people listen to it. You don't need to know all of this. This is just mm -hmm. the, the, the the stuff around this. The, the key to it is to start off and go, do you have a message? What is it you want to say? And recording something. And that's your first put call, mm -hmm. I would say, to start with. But as you can see, there's lots to get excited about yeah. and more and more ways to engage and connect with people. The Facebook thing, I think, will be absolutely incredible um, because we just spend so much time so, so much time there. People, particularly in my audience, um, that's where their people are hanging out. So I think that would be huge. Um, and just like, so Ant's talked a, a lot about how it, how it all works and the kind of logistics just from, if you're thinking of doing this, it really is as simple as you get your MP3 file, you upload it into Captivate or whatever platform you decide to use. You put a title on like, you know, how to get started with podcasting with Ant McGinley. You put some show notes in where you break down all the different elements of the episode and then you hit a publish button and it goes out and it, you see it pop up on your phone and it's just it's just crazy but it's that simple so if you're listening and you're kind of thinking wow it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts here it really is um it really is a lot a lot less complicated than you think um if you're a regular listener as well you'll know that i always put my podcast on my website with a blog post and you have the option to click the player link and listen there or carry on reading um, that's another thing that you can consider as well um, the, another question that came up, Anne, because I always ask my group and see what they want to know about when I've got people um, like your good self coming and joining me. Um, another question that came up is, is there kind of, is there any, there's lots of different formats, isn't there, of how to do a podcast so you can be on your own, you can do interviews, you can have like a co-host. Um, what's your advice on finding the right style, um, you know, if you're thinking of getting a podcast, starting a podcast even? It kind of depends on how organized you are and how how much influence you have over people, I guess, because the more people you have, like what, what tends to happen is people, when they're starting to make a podcast, in the same way that we, with many other things, people sort of are influenced by things that they like and things that they've come across. So they might try and make a podcast that's a little bit like another podcast that they've heard or a radio show that they've heard. Now, that might sound like just one person, but there's usually a lot of people behind the scenes that are working on that show that have enabled that to be the way that it is. So you're going to create a lot of work for yourself to try and replicate what that is. It's a great experience, but it can take a lot of time and be quite frustrating. And so uh, if, if you want to have 
lots of different people in say you want to go and now we're going to go over to rachel for the latest pet news and then rachel does her section and then it comes back and then we go right and now here's the traffic and travel first of all why are you doing a traffic and travel on a podcast absolutely no relevance because of when people listen to it it's going to be a different time different place although there could be some comedy value in that uh so just think of it from the logistical point of view the the simplest way to do a podcast for you when you're starting off is to just do it with you now that might be terrifying because you might go well i want somebody to bounce back and feedback great and we all do that and, and that adds energy to the to the to the any kind of occasion but the difference with that is then the logistics start to become an issue and we've all seen like it's taken us about two and a half weeks to arrange this conversation just for us both to have time when we were available to do to record this if we had a third person say we wanted bella to come on and be part of this call and it would be great and what wonderful episode that would be she might have been able to do it now but with the time difference that she's in maybe not with other issues that are going on she might have an event there might be dog or childcare issues going on there as well so you can still get it done but suddenly you, you you're kind of looking at a longer window for that to potentially happen which is okay but if you what you, you want to talk about something very topical and of the moment it's going to take you a lot longer to get that out whereas the beauty is is if it's just you you can straight away talk about something that's just happened say say the, the there's a government press conference the day that you're listening to this you know there's a government press conference at five o'clock as they do and they announce regulations that affect pets all right about lockdown coronavirus whatever that might mean now you could go well i i want to get ant's opinion on this i want to get bella's opinion on that but it you know three weeks later the government advice has changed again so it's no longer relevant where you can actually literally as soon as you've seen that press conference you can sit down record your thoughts 10 15 minutes and then upload it 10 minutes later people listening to that they're getting your instant reaction to what's going on as well so from that point of view it that's the best way to start however from a from a personal point of view that might be the most terrifying thing that you can do because one it's just you uh and two you feel silly three you don't like the sound of your own voice and yeah there could be all these sorts of things going off in your head about that and there's no easy solution to any of those people always think that their voice sounds strange you will always feel a little bit funny it takes a little while it's kind of become second nature to me now but sort of sitting in the corner of the room and talking to myself is i don't think that i'm talking to myself obviously it helps in this situation because i'm talking to you over a zoom call so i can see you reacting to what i'm doing whereas if if you're talking by yourself, you don't have that instant feedback. So I can see you nodding along and smiling and thinking, maybe writing notes. Um, whereas if you've got, if you've not got that feedback, you can start to panic and worry and kind of go, is what I'm saying important? Is it relevant? Are people going to care? Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Uh, so, so that would be the, the first piece of advice I would say to you is, is do it by yourself. Second thing is, um, it's if you want to do it with other people there's never been a better time because one of the positive things of this whole experience that we've had in the last 18 months is there's hardly a person in the world that has not used zoom that has not done a zoom call that is not familiar and that has not figured out how to use the volume and get a headset they'll still figure out how to like you know unmute themselves that'll still be an issue that pops up every other time um 
but the wonderful thing about that means is that you can reach out now especially with social media you can reach out to anybody and previously you would have had to gone through pr you would have had to gone through agents you would have to well where do i even start so many uh even sort of high profile celebrities have their walls open the, the dms open uh for this kind of thing as well and, and they're, they're willing to go in you might have seen uh earlier this year um and it was my friend steve harris who works for a radio station in bournemouth he uh tweeted a me- message to russell crowe the actor because of um there was a sailor from his neck of the woods who was just doing a round the world race and she was coming back and her favorite film was master and commander featuring russell crowe and he knew that she was having a difficult time she was getting towards the end of it and it was a birthday a few days before she got back and so he tweeted russell crowe told him the story and said any chance you could do a message and within 15 minutes russell crowe messaged back and said what do you want and russell crowe recorded a 60 second message for this young lady that was traversing the world to go out on a birthday because of the social media response and the news coverage she actually ended up getting it the day before her birthday because somebody sent it to her uh so it kind of spoiled the surprise a little bit but that's the that's the world that we live in now is you can reach out and get hold of somebody that won an oscar yeah and and have, the, have them make a little it's not going to happen every time but within your field within your specific area if there is somebody that you read the book of if you saw them give uh, an internet webinar if you you know met them reach out to them and you know nine times out of ten especially if they've got something they want to talk about they want to sell whether it's a book uh, whether it's a membership that they're launching whether it's a new tv show that they're doing they'll love the publicity and people like talking about themselves so that's a really great way to do it and zoom has also upgraded it was planned before the lockdown but zoom's update upgraded the quality of its recording so the inbuilt recording is uh of a higher quality than when zoom launched which means you get a better quality when you listen back to it as well and you can set up within the settings to record locally or record to the cloud i still don't trust the cloud 100 because i'm old school so i would always record record locally but you can also set it up that your person you're interviewing can record at their end as well which means that you've got a, a backup built into the system um, and the other great thing about it is if it's one-on-one you don't even need a paid package with zoom because you can have an unlimited conversation uh, and if you've got three people or more you can record up to 40 minutes so. yeah I was just nodding at so much that you were saying there, Anne. Um, the, the first thing I was nodding about, nodding about is the fact that, like, having your own, like, doing it on your own and not having, like, loads of bits involved and just being able to put something out there, I think it's really important. So, as you know, I started my podcast. I launched it the week of lockdown. And I was just remember thinking, like, I've got a Facebook group. I've seen the, the, you know, what people were really struggling with. And I thought, okay, what can I do that's going to be helpful? I can help people get press coverage. And then that's going to help them maybe get people into the online offerings or at least give them something that's going to keep them going or potentially help them in this really challenging time. So I put out a podcast episode and I literally just thought, right, I'm going to do something about how to approach local media. Sat down with my mic bumbled my way through it and then sent it off to somebody on Fiverr who then turned it around and it was up on 
like captivate like the, the following day so it's really good in the sense that you can just be agile and you can just respond to what's just happened and put something out there that you know is going to be helpful but the other thing I wanted to say just on the Russell Crowe story which is just brilliant is it's brilliant because you could approach anyone can't you like anyone who your people want to hear from like you can go and approach like when I first started out somebody who really helped me was you obviously and then making um making sound yes. who's a FOMO creator she was at pods up north and she's just been a huge support for me um so I was able to get her on and you know making is huge she's got a massive following on social media she's a FOMO creator she goes to all these massive conferences in San Diego and she was one of my first guests and I was so chuffed because she came on and she was gave loads of really good value but you know you can approach anyone at the moment right I know this might sound a bit nuts but I'm obsessed with them. Um, I love Marcus Sheridan, They Ask You Answer. And I've been creating podcasts that are really like you ask, they ask you answer. So I'm kind of gearing myself up to approaching him to try and get him on the podcast. I've put it out there now, so I'm going to have to do it. But you can, you can approach anybody, can't you? And like, I've seen dog trainers who've had like, you know, really high profile dog trainers who've been on TV or, you know, Colin, uh, Colin Taylor, who's on, who was on um, Star, not Star to Rescue, who was on um, Pooch Perfect. I'm hoping to yes. have him on the show soon. So you can approach anyone. Um, and yeah. that's really exciting, isn't it? It is. And also, if you think about, like, through doing an interview like this, you get in 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour of that person's time where, where you can ask them any question that you want. Now, if you were paying for that privately, some of these people, it could cost you £2,000 for that time. To, to get that to get that audience with them to get spend that time with them so you're kind of sneakily getting it in under the radar so it can be under the under the guise of oh it's who my listeners want to hear from actually you're just kind of going actually it's who i really want to speak to and i'm getting the benefit of that one-on-one -on -one audience with this person who's been such a big inspiration to me or an influence or somebody who i really value their opinion yeah totally i had um had Helen Pritchard on the podcast, so I know from years back, because we're both from Warrington, I used to see her at network event, networking events, um, and that was really great. You know, she shared so much brilliant advice, and, you know, I know those kind of episodes, they do really, really well, don't they? So what I try and do is I do ask my audience or I ask people in my Facebook group a lot about what they want, and then when they came, when somebody came back and said, I'd like to know more about LinkedIn, I'll go and try and make it happen. Um, and that's another thing that you, that you do have the... You do have the ability to do as a podcaster that you don't have so much with social media or with blogging, I think. And I think that people really like the fact that you've gone and you've actually gone, you know, we're trying mm -hmm. today because people said, you know, we're, we're thinking of doing a podcast. Can you help us? And the, the fact that I've come and done, you know, I've gone out and done that. I've tried to make it happen and tried to help them. That's again, it's really great with the relationship building and the trust building that you want to do because, you know, you're going and trying to help people ultimately. And that's 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 great for you. It's great publicity for you, isn't it? Well, absolutely. And, and I think the thing is, is like so many things on the internet, it's really easy for anybody to be an expert on the internet. All yeah. you have to do is say, I am an expert. But the problem is, is when you come to look at it and you don't know anything about that area, how do you know? How do you know that this person saying to go up is more valuable opinion than the person saying to go down? You know, how do you know, like, left right whichever word they're saying whichever piece of equipment they're saying or whatever way to do it when you're a beginner you don't know because everything every option looks the same it's like going to subway for the first time you know you're like 
I don't know what kind of bread I want. Ah, oh, you know, there's there's six different types of bread before you've even chose what's going into the sandwich, right? And they never never mentioned the, the 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 combo deals that they have as well. So you're overwhelmed with choice, and so what what you're providing, and this is what you can do if you have your own podcast as well, is you become a, a curator, like like the same like an art gallery or a festival. You're selecting what's going on, and they trust in you to bring them uh, things of value. And that they know that you're kind of like, there's going to be a certain standard in terms of the people that you bring in. So it could be that they're always interesting or they're always going to learn something or they've always got a funny story, you know, that might, or, or, or one of the three is something that they're going to bring to you. And so when they come back and listen to you, they know it's not going to be the same every time. Some episodes might just be you, some with a guest, uh, some are about a story, some is about a life hack, whatever that's going to be. But they come to you because they trust you as the guide if you will someone to navigate through and say look at this go and check out that person have a read of this book listen to this yeah yeah definitely i'm just writing notes again and one of the things that i talk about a lot in, the, in my programs and my free challenges and stuff is being a trusted source of information and an authority in what it is that you do particularly with the service providers you know you mentioned like the barking dog podcast there is a lady who is who has a barking dog podcast so being that trusted source of information that people refer to, that people people recommend, that's that's what publicity is all about. And a podcast really does give you a, 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 a such a more powerful platform, I think, to be that be that what go to person. It gives you the power to control the narrative. Yeah, because the thing is, if 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 you come on to my my radio show, I still do some radio shows now. I'm limited in the time that I've got because. I've got to play a song. I've got to go to commercial, whatever it's going to be. And how many times have you been listening to a radio show and there's been a guest and you go, I really like this. And then they'll answer, start to answer a question and the, the host will say, sorry, you're going to have to leave it there. And it's really frustrating. But with yeah. a podcast, that doesn't happen because there's nobody there to cut you off. There's nobody waiting to come in and do the, the news unless you live in a really strange house uh you, you so you've got the opportunity then to talk about the, the and the, the only the only person that will cut you off is the person listening if they don't want to listen anymore and that's fine yeah. but you have the opportunity then to talk not just for that 35 seconds under pressure at the end of the the hour you've got the opportunity to really go into detail and tell that story and, and, and put across why that's important and with the podcast you have that space to do that mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I got into blogging in the first place, because I felt in when I was writing for newspapers, I never had the space. I'd have like 350 words, but I'd want to write a thousand. And you want to be able to to really explore that topic or story, don't you? Here's, here's a great little life hack I just learned yesterday on that. So if you're trying to get something down to 350 words, you've got 500 words. Put a hyphen in between all the words in a sentence <laughs> and then change the color of the hyphen to white right and it'll show up uh, that that whole sentence will just show up as one word you can save yourself oh my god (laughs) that's bonkers (laughs) try it brilliant okay so really conscious of time now because when we were just talking about the fact that i've been picking your brains for like over an hour now but it's been so so helpful um and you've covered like I think you've. I think what you've done, which is what I really, I knew that you would do anyway, but I really wanted to get from this episode. Is you've you've reassured people that they can do it and that it's doable, um, and I think that's really important, especially as your complete like newbie 
you know 18 months ago so final question is like if you if you had we've talked about like just get getting out there and doing it what are the absolute kind of minimum things that you'd need the minimum parts of a podcast so you know if we're thinking about things like intro music main part what are the what would you say are the essential elements that you would have so if if we're going to be really sort of simple and brutal on that you don't need any music and in fact you're actually saving yourself a big headache by not having music you can literally just come in and you go hi my name is rachel and this is my podcast and we talk about this today speaking to Ant. hi Ant. there you go bring it straight in um you don't even need to edit if you're confident enough and you're, you're brushed with it you can record and just you know cut off the beginning and the end which we've all done when sending uh video messages on on whatsapp things like that as well you just trim the end and the, the beginning uh so minimal editing you can do it that way just plan it just say right i'm going to start recording now hit record then hit, hit the stop button at the end and upload it so you would need something to record on absolute definite and something like we mentioned like road reporter which you can get on your phone which is free and nice and easy to use is great particularly because you can then share and upload it to um dropbox or your google drive and mp3 uh, some kind of podcast host you're going to need to do all the hard work and distribution you can do it manually by yourself but nobody has that much time and patience and technical knowledge and everybody has a life and friends so i I did do this because basically you have to do the same process about 78 times and doing it once is not fun. So you don't want to have to do that. This is what the, the podcast host takes from you. So you want to look at something like, um, I mean, anchors free. A lot of them will do your free, um, trial of them. Like captivate will do a seven day trial, uh, places like bus sprout will actually offer you completely free for only, for if you're only going to be doing a small amount of audio the the caveat with that is it only exists for about three months and then disappears uh anchor is the one that's completely free and is bundled in it's now owned by spotify who are really moving into podcasts in a big way as well and you can do pretty much everything within the anchor app as well which is quite useful and so that's the the, the technical side of it so then all you need is an idea something to talk about an idea where you're going and a name for it oh and some artwork because you have to have a piece of artwork otherwise it won't be uploaded and that upload artwork can be very simple but it needs to be 3000 pixels by 3000 pixels well that's the recommended limit by uh apple mm-hmm. uh, it has to be at least 1400 by 1400 and annoyingly under two megabytes which is really difficult to do in canva <laughs> so I, I i find i have to do it several times because i'm not that great on that platform so yeah so basically you need you need the artwork you need a name for it because it has to be listed somewhere you need the audio that you've recorded and then you need something to distribute it with yep that's it brilliant that's it. Okay, fantastic. Um, and final, final question. Uh, what would you say is the secret to having a successful podcast? It all ent- depends entirely on your definition of success. Mm-hmm. And, and for some people, and even for me for a while, success for me was just hitting publish by yeah. getting it out there because I'd actually done it and put it out there. And uh, success can be uh, like, so So through lockdown, I, I've taken a, a, a new direction in, in a sort of an area of podcasting i've never done before i was keen to explore uh it's a podcast called wrestling with the champ which i act in which is something i'd never really done before and uh that's been a lot of fun 
Uh, it's written by a guy who's been BAFTA nominated. So it's really a, a great thing to be a part of. And that in itself, just for me trying that and something different, that is a success, you know, for, for me. But at the same time, if that gets picked up and wins awards and gets turned into a TV show, of course it's going to be success. It all depends what you put it down to, whether you put it down to sales, listening figures, what's important to you. And then it, so really it comes back to what is the reason that you're doing this? Mm -hmm. If it's to raise your profile, then success will be being invited to be a keynote speaker at an event. That's what it could be. If it is to get more sales, it would be having people, coming and buying from you using maybe a discount code that you shared with them in the podcast or saying, I heard your podcast. I want you to come and find out about this thing that you do. It's, it's a very personal thing, but also I think that's something that's important to define at the beginning when you're start, starting out, because it will then shape everything that you do. So why no, no, yes, you want to do a podcast brilliant. Why do you want to do it? And what do you want to achieve? Those are, sound like quite basic questions but they're yeah. really important they can help guide you in terms of what you're doing and and, and where you're going with it and in in short there's a lot mm -hmm. I, and we've talked for an hour and we could probably keep going for another three or four hours and there would still be stuff yeah. to stay say and there would still be questions to ask and it's it's because it's growing all the time and no podcast no two podcasts are the same no two podcast hosts are the same everything is there's there's room for everything and everyone and you will find everything and everyone out there doing it it's uh it's an exciting place to be in it's provided great opportunities i know you've got your own story in terms of like the difference that it's made to you and your business it's given me the opportunity to speak in america uh, on podcasts and around the world i've also now just in the last couple of days started working on uh the u.s national women's team uh soccer team for the olympics yeah uh, their official podcast uh which i've started working on i've also got to um without being a journalist and ever doing a journalist qualification i'm now a premier league accredited journalist yeah uh, through some of the sports podcast work that i've done um i've been invited into the bbc to to appear on their shows talking about my podcasts i've also uh won awards and beat the bbc and commercial radio stations two awards for some of the podcasts i've been involved in and i've learned a lot but at the same time i, I sit here and i still feel i only know maybe 10 percent, if that of what there is to know about podcasting out there and i would say that the majority of what i do know is because i made a lot of mistakes you know i made a lot of, i tried things got things wrong or accidentally discovered other things it's a real it's a real journey of discovery but i've met some great people i've had some amazing experiences and it's led led me to to what i'm doing now and what we're about to launch as well yeah okay so tell us about you've shared like absolutely tons and tons of really really helpful information here so thank you first of all um, but can you tell us a bit more about how people can work with you and how you support um people who are in the podcasting world or want to be absolutely well first of all just reach out and find me uh my dms are open or just drop me a message on my pages uh on both instagram and twitter you will find me at ant mcginley a-n-t-m-c-g-i-n-l-e-y and along uh, with the wonderful amy joshua 
who you may be familiar with from the uh, her podcast Chasing Dreams. We are about to launch um, what we call Podcaster HQ, and we are launching a a membership, although we're toying with the idea of a mentorship as a name, uh, but that is launching in August and that is going to be a, a group of, of like-minded people. And so the idea is for uh, people that want to podcast, but don't have a lot of time or a lot of idea of where to start or where to go. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a membership group for you and we'll constantly have support we've got a wonderful platform we've been building and working on for a while uh which we're populating with all the videos so you can learn at your own pace regular live sessions regular guests uh but the important thing with that is it's curated by myself and amy who between us i i mean i'm not even sure how many episodes or hours of audio or millions of downloads we would have had between us but it's it's a lot of experience and um, yeah, we're, we're launching this this opportunity for people to have a community to be a part of where you can come in, whatever your podcast is, and you can learn at your own pace and learn with a really nice community as well. Because one of the things we've noticed is while there's lots of podcast groups out there, some of them are a little bit snippy and it's, it's, there's a little bit of a cast system where people will say oh why are you doing that microphone why are you using this yeah we're not like that we're creating a nice place for nice people to make good podcasts um so that's podcaster hq and that is launching in august and yeah check it out brilliant um so I will put all of Ant's links um, and social media handles and website and podcasts in the show notes for this episode. So if you're listening on the app, then swipe up. Or if you're on my website, then you'll see them at the end of the blog post. Um, and I wanted to ask you, is your pod, so I know we met at the Pods Up North event. Um, is that going to be happening again? Are you looking to do yeah, so Pods up North. Yeah, so Pods Up North, you can find online at Pods Up North or podsupnorth.com. And so that started because... Uh, again like a lot a lot of things that i do we just kind of had an idea and we said let's do this so myself and the wonderful um uh, vic turnbull and uh, kate cocker put together this event uh we really it's one of those things now where we look back and if we'd known what we were getting into we maybe wouldn't have done it because the amount of work that was involved but it was a brilliant success and the idea was to create a a space to recognize that there's more to podcasts and podcasting than just London and just the media. We want to show there's a whole bunch of amazing people uh, outside of those bubbles uh, that are involved with the making podcasting. So Pods Up North is, is an online community. We still do training online. We still do events. Obviously, with the last 18 months, we've missed a couple of windows where we would have had our big events. Um, and sadly, some of the suppliers and uh, premises that we worked with for the last event have sort of uh, not survived this this difficult time for businesses um, but our plan is for later this year is to have a, a virtual event that we will build as a hybrid so if things are better and we're in a position where people are comfortable um, they'll be able to come and, and it's safe that people will be able to come to part of the event as well as, as, a, as a live event. So uh, we tend to do that every November and we have um, events online and you can catch up with some of the events that we've done recently as well. So 
Uh, one which is of particular interest, especially if you already started your podcast and starting to ask these questions. Uh, we did a, a legal podcast. We did uh, Pods Up Legal Up uh, or Pods Up Get Legal, I think we called it. And that was a, a, an hour in depth with a entertainment lawyer asking him all those questions that we need to know or think we need to know or didn't realize we need to know about our podcast from everything about um, what if a guest complains about something that has come out on the podcast what music can I use? How can I use this music? Will I get sued if I do this? Which laws do I need to pay attention to? And uh, then we did uh, an, another event, Pods Up Level Up, uh, which was a two-hour intensive aimed at anybody who's launched their podcast, taking it to the next level. Both those uh, events are available to download as the as a video on the podsupnorth.com website. And there's more to come in future. And if you want us to come to your workplace or school or put on a virtual event for you or maybe an interesting entertaining way something different for your hen do or stag do uh we can teach you to make a podcast as part of pods up north as well <laughs> uh, that was brilliant uh, that is a good hen do activity thank you um okay well Anne, it has been amazing chatting to you thank you for being so generous with your time and all your knowledge and all of your awesome advice um, and it's just been brilliant having you on the show. So thank you again for coming and talking to me. Thank you very much. And apologies to anybody now who's kind of feels a little bit overwhelmed with all of that stuff. <laughs> but uh, I, I, as you can tell, I get a little bit excited about it. They won't be overwhelmed. They'll be fine. They're used to me rambling on. So don't worry. Thank you again so much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.